0: This is Crystal Bunch, music director here at KZMU Moab. Recently, I had a moment to sit down with Plastic Picnic as we discuss their new album As Long As You Need and also their upcoming show in Salt Lake City on September 25th at Kilby Court. Plastic Magic is an indie rock band from Brooklyn, New York, and they were formed in 2016. They've been showcased on South by Southwest and they've had songs on tv series such as homeland and shameless i talked to them about their favorite tracks what the production like was like for the album and what's next for plastic picnic again i'm going to say thank you to all of you for sitting down and chatting with me and thank you dear listener for tuning in to kzmu moab and enjoy the interview My name is Crystal Bunch. I am the music director here at KZMU Moab in Moab, Utah. And today I have the pleasure of sitting here and chatting virtually with Plastic Picnic. And we are brought together today because they just dropped their new album, As Long As You Need with amazing tracks such as Roslyn and Pixie, which are a couple of my favorites. Um, And yeah, you guys are based in Brooklyn and I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourself. So whoever wants to take the lead.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm Emile. I sing and play other things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Gordon. Uh, I'm the drummer. I don't (laughs) sing.
0: Oh no, Lincoln, you're muted.
2: Oh hey, sorry about there that. You are. Uh I'm Lincoln and I mostly play lead guitar and some keys.
0: Perfect. So are you guys all in Brooklyn or are you kind of scattered throughout the area?
1: We're we're all in Brooklyn. Um Lincoln and I are actually on top of each other right now in the same house in different bedrooms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That's so
1: laughs> and then Gordon is is like a hop and a skip away down in Red Hook but yeah we're all we're all technically in Brooklyn
0: that's so rad so the first question that i have for you is how did plastic picnic start what were you guys doing maybe before and when did you guys realize that this is something it needed to be a group project
1: um, i'm always bad with time so the boys always have to help me on years <laughs> <laughs> but um, all of us kind of graduated from Western Washington University in Bellingham, north of Seattle on the west coast in 2013. And um, I pretty quickly after graduating moved out to New York and Lincoln and I were in a, kind of like a folk indie project in college that kind of went on a hiatus once we all graduated. And then I got out to New York and kind of reached out to Lincoln and wanted to start, you know, a new project. And Lincoln moved out here and we started writing. And then just through kind of word of mouth, we met through mutual friends, Gordon and Marshall, um, one of the basses and songwriters we worked with a lot, who happened to kind of be tied into our circle of friends and from the same area, but we just had never met, kind of like a back turned at the same party situation, Mm -hmm. Um, because he went to the same school as us, we just never really became close, so then him and Marshall uh, moved to New York around the same time we did, and then we had kind of a rehearsal when Lincoln and I just started kind of writing some things, and it was just, uh, yeah, an, an instant, an instant great fit. So then we kind of scrapped some of those ideas, and and with Marshall and Gordon started writing what became the first um, EP.
0: That's amazing, and so that was roughly around 2016, correct? Thank yes. You. Awesome. So you've been Plastic Picnic since 2016, and again, the latest album that was released is titled "As Long As You Need." What was the production like for that? Was that something you started like during the pandemic when everybody was separate, or is that like after? Tell, tell me about how this amazing new album came about.
1: Um, yeah, it was a little bit. It's a little bit of both. I think we. We knew going into like our first full-length record, we wanted it to encompass kind of like a nice, concise summary of our whatever aesthetic history or our music kind of um, compass that we had passed. We wanted to incorporate things that, you know, pay homage to things that we started with idea-wise and then also have new ideas. And lyrically, I wanted to encompass a lot of like things that I hadn't talked about yet and things that were hard to talk about. So there's, was, there's was a lot of like preemptive kind of ideas passing around between us. And then when the pandemic happened, we kind of a lot of the like deconstructing or additions to the album did happen separately where Lincoln and I were together luckily in the same house quarantining. So we got to work together a lot, but then, yeah, there's a lot of like back and forth kind of whatever collaborating through the ether. Um, And then once it was safe, we all got together and went up to, we rented a house upstate um, in LaGrangeville, New York. And yeah, that's where we kind of polished out the record and recorded it with our friend ariel low who produced the first ep um he's in la but he's like a talented producer that we've worked with a long for a long time so it was a little bit of both we had the the quarantine co-writing um long-winded kind of scrapbooking session and then we had this long session up upstate where it was more of like a whatever in a traditional sense a you know recording a record in a studio we just happened to do it in a house instead of a recording
0: studio yeah I think that's been pretty common too. I mean, now it's, you know, we're two years out from when all of this started as far as the pandemic. But I remember talking to a lot of people at the beginning of that and talking to bands and everybody recorded their different little pieces separately and they were getting ready to go on tour when things started opening and they'd never played the music together, which, To me, it's just amazing what you guys have had to do as far as changes from, you know, Mm -hmm. probably from your EP into the production of this album. So it's amazing to see how everybody just kind of buckled down to make the dream happen, even though it was probably a lot more difficult. Like, I'm not a musician, so I can't speak to how difficult that process is. But I can't imagine it was easier during that time. So I think that it's really awesome. Um, as far as the tracks on the album, do you guys have specific roles that you do Is somebody, the writer, and somebody is, you know, this and that? Or do you all kind of go into that writing process together?
2: I think we we kind of, like, share some of those, like, a lot of those roles but it it changed a lot on this record because we were separated and we couldn't just write live because in Mm -hmm. the past there was marshall our original bassist was still in new york with us and we wrote everything live in a practice space together and we would hash it out and kind of make decisions Um, but with this record obviously most of it just started in like a bedroom and then we kind of like start to figure it out at a point maybe in 2021 we would start to hash it out in, um, or, you know, later in the pandemic, we'd be able to play the songs live, but it was really like individual kind of songwriting. Um, and a lot of that, like I started producing stuff in my bedroom and then we just share stems to other people and people could track or give feedback and then send it back. So yeah, it was, it was sort of as if we just lived in, in different places and then we'd like send things back and forth, but the writing is always like collaborative for the most part
0: that's really awesome um as far as what you guys are doing now you have quite quite the i shouldn't say it's not a record and it's not a resume but you were showcased on south by southwest you have songs on homeland and shameless and as Classic picnic grows what's the dream for you If you could take classic picnic one place or to one one venue maybe one collaboration what is the what's a dream for, for you guys
1: for the band. Gordo, you want to take that one?
0: <laughs> that's a tough one.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I I think that um <clears throat> like we have talked before, um, in terms of like just a dream for the band is like honestly kind of like a, a simple thing. We want to be able to have like uh the band in a place that's supporting itself enough that we can like really just like the joy for a lot of this is like the writing process and creating things and like to have the space and the time to be able to do that and not have to like be working other jobs to support this as as much and have more freedom to like just continue to create. I think is like the most realistic goal, and that's really what we're we're shooting for um as far as like collaborations we like even this record we got to have like an awesome collaboration that was kind of a dream, which is like working with overcoats um but continuing to do more things like that in the future because that was like the first time we've ever done like a true collaboration um in a in a song where we've like relinquished some of our songwriting control too to like somebody else and like the result was just like something unexpected for us even that like was really exciting so we definitely would like to do some more collaborations and it's easy to fantasize about like some heroes that we'd want to collaborate with you know like um we're definitely inspired by like Japanese breakfast for a lot of this record and things like that. So that would be like, you know, if you could just like wave a wand, that might be somebody we'd work with, but uh, just in general, more collaborations would be great.
0: Well, it's really interesting because again, you guys have like, 2016 in the grand scheme of things wasn't that long ago and to watch the growth and to you know I kind of dove into the plastic picnic rabbit hole when I was scheduling the interview just to kind of check where you guys have been and where you started and where you are now and I mean you your streaming statistics for Spotify in my opinion are amazing and I, I think that you guys are well on your way and I hope hope that you're well on your way to all of those dream collaborations that would make make that happen someday. But as far as right now, you guys are touring. So um, you'll be in Salt Lake City soon, which is very close to us. I'm excited to shout that out for all of our listeners and let everybody here in the mm-hmm. area know. But as far as other things, what are any new projects you're working on? Are you just going out? Cause this, this album just dropped what last month. So mm-hmm. I shouldn't say, are you working on a new album? Because <laughs> you know, it's like, this is why we're yeah. here, your new album. But what, what does the future look like for Plastic Picnic?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, like, we are pretty focused on touring right now. I think this is, like, our first announcement, but we have, like, a lot of things in the works. Um, We all had our first ever, like, overseas UK tour in the works that got canceled (laughs) in the pandemic. So I think we're all, like, you know, excited if that's a possibility to have never done any international touring, just in general, not even this project, but just ever. So I feel like that's kind of, like, a big thing that we're hoping to make happen. In 2023 um and then yeah i don't we're you know i feel like we're all of us are always um you know quietly like bringing up little new ideas for songs and in, in like you know the back rooms of our lives but I, but i think we're like pretty focused on you know promoting and celebrating this record and it was it's weird because i think like you mentioned earlier where people with the pandemic it's it's a very different pattern where usually you like make an album, you release the album, you tour the album. And it happens like in this swift uh, order and the circumstances this time, is kind of like we made this thing and then we just kind of sat with it for like, cause the record was done like over a year ago. <clears throat> so we just kind of, usually it's kind of like this fast pattern and we just sat with it for so long where I think it's, we, we had to like relearn the songs we wrote
2: mm-hmm. for this
1: tour, you know? So it's like, I think we're, still in this phase of really enjoying those songs and celebrating them and relearning them and performing them so we've all been kind of talking i think we're definitely starting to get that itch to start writing again um in like a more deliberate way but um but i think for for now or at least like the rest of this year we're definitely going to be just like stoked on this record and we want people to hear it and see it and etc
0: yeah. As you should be. I mean, it's, it's an amazing album. And for the fans that are out there and for the people, your new fans and the potential listeners of the interview, what are some of the tracks that you would mention for them to listen to that they should not miss?
2: I'd say one of them that we all realized we really liked at the end, but we didn't really put to the forefront um, is ter- in terms of like making it a single or in terms of placement on the album is Cartouche, which is second to last, I think, right, on the album. And that was just, it's like a fun poppy song. And then the second half is just full of surprises and just kind of becomes this really like wonderful floating landscape of just like guitar sounds and vocals and drums. and, And we've just enjoyed it so much playing it live that we extended the outro like twice as long Cause it just feels so good. Um, and we've talked about how it gets stuck in our head a lot. So that's one that I think is kind of like a little Easter egg at the end of the album, because there's a lot of songs that maybe people saw because they were singles or they're maybe closer to the front. And that one's like at the very tail end, but it's also really special. So yeah, that's one for me.
3: I think another one that, uh, that didn't make it as a single, which like, uh, surprised me a little bit, you know, it was like, it's fun trying to pick which ones are singles, but um, Garden State was one that like uh, was, I think it's just like fun to listen to, especially for me. Cause that was like one of the most fun ones to write the song, like kind of had its own structure. And then when we were actually in the cabin recording it, it turned into something completely different there. And then like, we just couldn't stop listening to it up there. Cause we're all so excited by like the surprise of it. Mm-hmm. and so that's a really fun one that's also kind of hidden in there
1: yeah i feel like I, yeah i agree with both of those i, I think i i'm like kind of lincoln's note i just think that the tail end of the record is like really um like lovely to me because i think that especially being the lyricist i feel like the the record can the like belly of the record can be a little bit difficult to get through There's just like a lot of like sad content and and i think that intentionally when we like wrote the whole album, I think we wanted being it during the pandemic and being whatever in like a global place where the world isn't doing too great. You know, I think (laughs) that we wanted to make a point to have like the end of the record be this kind of sunset that involves like a little bit of hope or like a little bit of, um, we're going to be okay. Hopefully, you know, um, just like tonally or like, vibe wise. And I feel like cartoons and slide are like the content of them. That's isn't necessarily happy, but I think that the feeling of them like is, has some like elation and some hope. And I think that's really nice on the end of a record to like send people off with like a little bit of warm feelings, you know, <laughs> so, so yeah. after, like, like, getting after like listening to it. It's like, you think about it as like the most like an emotional exercise and like the like a yoga class and like the cartouche and slide are like the Shavasana. You're just like chilling there like, okay, we're gonna be okay, we're done, you know? Um, So I feel like those ones just feel really good. Uh, It's
0: funny you say that because I'm a yoga instructor. <laughs> I get it yeah. completely. I I teach power yoga. I mean I love just gentle yoga, but I teach a power yoga class. As as I'm curating co- creating these like amazing playlists, like by the end, I'm like, what do we just want to lie down and like <laughs> yeah. melt to? So I like yeah. love that definition. Good and work. that
1: rest feels so good after like some <laughs> exertion, whether it's emotionally or physically, right? So Right, yeah, feel it, and the records look good in that way.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to see where you guys know go next. I'm really excited to see where this album goes. Um, I've definitely been playing it on my show, and I'm pretty sure I have a couple other DJs that have picked it up as well, too. So I'm stoked to get this interview out for everybody else just to kind of to know, because I think you guys, I mean, you're definitely not a hidden gem but you're a gem that needs more attention in my opinion. And two, I think it's awesome. And your transparency of like the dream at the end of this is to make music and have it sustain itself. Because I think a lot of people also forget that just because you're a musician and you're touring doesn't mean that you're not, working
2: <laughs> there's
0: not other things happening to support that dream so yeah, yeah. you know thank you for sticking in there i know that that's a hard thing to do but your your music is really appreciated as well as your time and with that being said where can people find your music and most importantly where can they buy your music
1: um yeah i mean we're on uh you know all the streaming services amazon uh Deezer, Spotify, Apple. Where our vinyl is pretty delayed, so like our physical music is 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 on the way, but the pandemic kind of slowed down that process. Um, but yeah, I mean, like on online streaming it, and then, um, I feel like a great way to support is also just coming to the shows. Um, we just want to see people and perform them, and we have a bunch of awesome merch that Lincoln designed that we're excited to share. And right. but I think we're just excited to see people in rooms. So I feel like that's the best
0: way to support yeah. perfect and for everybody here in the lab that will potentially will worldwide statewide because we have streaming but that will potentially listen to this episode Classic Picnic will be in Salt Lake City at Kilby Court. And those tickets are on sale now. So yeah, it's going to be super, super exciting. But again, thank you guys all so much for chatting down, not chatting down, but sitting down (laughs) virtually and chatting with me about the new album as long as you need the process and the production. I can't say it enough that I wish you guys much success. And thank you so much for just sitting down and taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.